to Capital EA's After Five podcast series number two. I'm Ursula Kohler, founder and director of Capital EA, and I have the privilege of welcoming a very special guest with me today, and that is Catherine Rodriguez, EA to the director of the Australian War Memorial, Dr. Brendan Nelson. I'm going to give you a little intro on Catherine's uh, bio before we begin, and we're going to ask Catherine a few questions to start this podcast off today. So Catherine was first off in the Australian Air Force in 1980. Uh, she was with them for 12 deployed, became a sergeant and... No, they didn't it? deploy oh, no, back deployed. then. I was back when the, the ladies were in the Air Force, yes. Right, OK. <laughs> we didn't deploy yet. And yeah. then to exit, you became a clerk admin? Yes, I was a clerk admin for the 12 years. So for the 12 years? For the 12 okay, years, right. yeah, yeah. That's what the right yeah. was, okay. Yes. And then went into waitressing um, whilst being posted for her dear husband, John, who was also in the Air still Force. Still is. And after, still is. Yeah, 41 years now. And then into retail, uh, and again, that was to cater for her husband's service, mm-hmm. as these women of, of service do. Uh, reception registry at IBA, then into Canberra, and then some office administration in IBA again. Uh, and then you got the opportunity to cover an EA role yes. um, whilst in the ABA, IBA that was under maternity leave. Correct, yes. Which then took you into understanding what that role involved, and you obviously had some uh, little uh, little highlights come up and think, oh, this actually looks really good. Oh, loved it. I love looking after people. Yeah. yeah it's probably a mother thing as well. <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. Yes. And then you've gone into the AWM as the director's executive assistant for six months, as in assistant directors. The assistant directors, yes. Sorry, assistant directors, executive assistant for six months. And then you took on the very big role of looking after Dr Nelson and you've done so for the past three years so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, let's get started, Catherine. Okay. That's very so welcome. I think and the first cheers. thing we should do is a salute. Yes, yeah, salute. Thank you. Yes, a, a little sip. This sip. is very nice as after five. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was lovely. Thank you. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and your current role okay. and we'll get started with okay. it. Well, as you uh, said, I was actually, um, I was about 18 years old when I joined the Air Force and I spent 12 years there. And part of it, the reason why I ended up getting out was because I had had a child and, you know, the Air Force and the Defence Forces were still not as supportive of married or people with children but that was okay and that's that's just the way it goes you know things like that but I've always loved office work as Ursula and I have spoken many times before even as children I remember banging out on this old manual typewriter that uh, my father had got from somewhere and um, so by the time I was sort of basically going to school primary school I was already learning how to touch type and I loved carbon paper and exercise books and I've always loved all that organisation well, and organising people I think because my sister used to say to me oh Kathy organise everybody but I like to be planned yeah. and this came through and obviously came through with my service in the Air Force as well and then on to even with hospitality mm. and with retail I think I think um as part, you know, about myself and my current role, I could say that perhaps the reason why I enjoy the EA or any of those sort of roles, and the one that I have at the moment being busy, is it's all about customer service. Mm-hmm. And my life, as you would see from what I've done, is basically customer service. It's looking after people, making sure that people enjoy what they 
what they get. So yeah, so that's um, and so with this role that I have now uh, with the director, it is of course very very busy, but I do enjoy it because I get to make him look really good as well, which reflects on me. So mm. if everything's looking quite smooth for him, mm. then that that's makes good, me look good as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, did you have any, you know, insights for the learner for the EAs that are listening today about, you know, what are some of the things that you immediately noticed upon entering that role that was different to perhaps, you know, this is a high-profile, high-level EA role, mm-hmm. and given your experience over the, the years, you know, what was the, some of the things that you immediately noticed in working for someone at that level? Like you know, Dr Nelson's like level? Like Dr yeah. Nelson and, yeah, Well, because it's, it's not EA just role. about... Yeah, exactly, because mm-hmm. especially with um, Dr Nelson, it's not just about him being the director. Of course, he has had many past lives, so with that comes... Um, a lot of other external, I suppose, you know, responsibilities that he has. So that makes the job quite diverse because you're getting requests from everywhere. So with that, I thought that the role was a very busy one. It was the the constant email traffic and the mail that was coming in and and, and it's constant requests of his time. Mm. So, of course, that is a big burden on your time as well because with every request comes a lot of conversation between the person who's requesting of course there's the the request of your principal Mm. as well as what you've got to do to get that happening so I did notice in my first couple of weeks I won't lie I thought oh what have I done (laughs) because it was very very busy and it was around June so he had overseas travel and all that sort of thing coming up as well so there is a lot of work that goes into those sort of things and the other thing I noticed too was who I had to start talking to like the EAs of quite high profile people within Canberra as well as institutions overseas Mm. So with that comes the ability to be able to network and to be able to make those connections. And I realised quickly that it was important for me to be genuine and to reach out to those people as well. So that was a really important thing I found with working for a high-profile boss or employer or principal. You need to ensure that you are aware of their position and their position in the world in this particular case because of the reputation but also it's a great opportunity to flex your customer service and your your organizational muscle you know you're sitting there thinking oh how can I make this work Um, so there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of great things it's it's difficult I won't lie it it was difficult and I think any role like this and any any position I think you take up You've usually got about six months. You've got to give yourself six months. You've got to be kind to yourself for six months because you're learning. You're you're learning the way of the the, the role of, of what you're doing, but you're also learning how you communicate and get along with your principal as well as the things that they like to do. So how do they like to have their emails? How do they like to have their coffee? Oh, my goodness. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. Those sort of things. Um, and they're really important as oh, well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I yeah. So it's a big learning curve, but I think mm-hmm. also be kind to yourself. And, and that's, a, that's what I found was it was a huge, you know. And did you have support, you know, I suppose within the, within the organisation or any support, you know, at home um, that could help? you you know help support you in that in that trajectory you know it's not wasn't an easy role and something something certainly that you know involved a lot of um the learning curve you know did you find you had to lean on anyone in particular 
or gain that support from either within the organisation or at home? Well, I um, actually leaned on the person who actually had the role for quite some time before me. She was a great help. All right. <laughs> Miss Ursula Coller, she was of great help to me. Um, But (laughs) like a lot of roles, again, I think, and I'm sure that anyone who's listening to this podcast who has been in an EA role Mm. knows that quite often you get thrown into these positions with very little handover and it's just like, go. So I think that's why if you enjoy that sort of work... Mm. It's hard, it's tricky, and you have to make a lot of mistakes. Hopefully not too bad, <laughs> but um, you do you do um, have to rely on people maybe more than you like to as well because I think yeah. EA, EA is a sort of like where we're, I can do this, you know, I'm smart and I'm efficient and I can do this, and I think we're our worst enemies because we tend to judge ourselves a lot harder than anybody else will. And the other thing too is I think that we assume that we should know things. So that's what I'm saying, be kind in those first six months because you don't always get support. Mm-hmm. I I was lucky to have had people I could reach out to in the organisation for different reasons like you know um with if it was a tour going on or whatever i had made those connections with those external people in other teams that i could say hey look i don't know what to do here what do i do how does this happen who's the contact so i was able to do those things so i'm not sure that because there's only a couple of eas in the memorial there's nobody really to sort of hold on um, to, to ask those further questions yeah. but you know I mean yeah, yeah. And, and my fortune well, what was fortunate for me was that I'd been in the organisation organization for six months almost so I'd sort of started to make those connections those um, six months in but uh, uh, yeah I think that um, we need to remember that we're not going to be an expert within couple of days and I think we need to cut ourselves some slack and be a bit kinder to ourselves yeah that's a yeah yeah, yeah all the time yeah. yeah yeah and it is interesting you know because yeah you don't have that network or you know of EAs in, mm. in the agency as such and um and certainly when you are at that senior level well who who can you yes look for you yes. know to, to find that support um, but it is a good point you make about making those connections within the organization to, I suppose, help support you through the tasks that you have to deliver for mm. the director and that's always of importance. So I can imagine that would take some time, you know, to do that. Yep. And I also I'd imagine, you know, in the War Memorial that there'd be people in there that have their certain, you know, ways of doing things and they've been doing them for many years. Mm. So um, particularly with the director being fairly, you know, new, I, I, mean, I looked after him for three years as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, there were, there's things there that... Um, that always require change when you've got a, yes. a new director, fairly new, given the past director was in there for 15, mm, yeah, 17, 17 years, years something yeah. like that, yes. Yeah, so... And, and, and about, everyone has to change. It's not just the EA. Yeah. It's mm. like there's a new head steering the, the ship sort of thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's... Um, yeah, it is, it's a big change for everybody. But I think if you can make yourself... I don't think you should be overly accessible as such because, I mean, you need to put up some sort of barrier. But if you can be personable and nice and be genuine, um, I think that people respond to those things. And the other thing too is that uh, because we have a council and, you know, like boards and all that sort of thing, I think it's also important to look at how other EAs do their things. Like, uh, fortunately, I have made a couple of connections with some external 
private companies as well. So not just dealing only with the public service or yes. the government. There's some private companies involved there, and, and they've been a great source of information to me from a different you know, perspective, I suppose, as well. So, and, you sort of, and as long as you keep your eyes open and watch, mm. there's so many things to learn, and, um, and these people are, you know, most people will be there mm. and will, will want to help you. That's it's fabulous. very rare they don't. So, yeah. That's fabulous. So have you got any uh, stories of, you know, like just anything that you've found during your time at the Wamara where you've had to go completely above and beyond or, you know, anything you've thought, wow, this is just, you know, I can imagine that, you know, with the director he'd, he'd meet some and you would meet some, you know, quite um, high-profile people yourself, as you've mm. mentioned as well, but the visitors that come to the War Memorial and... Um, I know that we've had in, in the time that I was there, you know, various uh, dignitaries. Mm-hmm. Did you find that any of your tasks, you know, I suppose demanded from you another level of service? You know, is there any experiences that you've had there that you wanted to share with our listeners today? Well, and you did mention perhaps asking a question like this, and I'm, I was trying to think about it today. I, um, I went, I have an Outlook folder. In, and what I put in there is all or any emails that I might get that have said, Catherine, you've done a great job. Um, and I keep that for my personal development as well as for any... It's a great idea. The report, yeah. So it's it's just there so that I can call on those things. It's prob- And I was thinking it's probably a good thing for like LinkedIn and those sort of things as well because you can grab, you know, um, comments and things out of that. So things that, you know, you've, you've done a great job. I tend to be of the philosophy of... Uh, under-promising and over-delivering. So uh, quite often uh, I, I get a lot of positive feedback, which is a nice thing. And, and and that's a really hard thing for me to say because anyone who's just like listened and thought about, you know, okay, 1980, she was 18 and joined the Air Force, you know my age. Um, so, so for me to be able to sit there and go, oh, you know, I get these positive feedback because it's really hard. I come from a time when you didn't, you didn't um, promote self-promotion was definitely not it so to get these things and to hear it and say it out loud it's a bit it's a bit hard but I I really do enjoy going above and beyond so I do that most days but you know what um, some of the best times that I've ever had with these is actually for people who are not dignitaries who are not the VIP visitors there have been times when I've had to organise like charity lunches, the doctor does, the director does those. So quite often I'll find out other information for them or I'll find out, for instance, they might have a relative who has um, has died in the war and their name may be up on one of the panels in the commemorative area. So I'll find out where that is and when they go away from lunch, I say, look, here's a paper poppy the uh, relative is on this panel blah 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 you know and it's just that little bit of an extra something and they people just love it you know they they, and it's not done to get the kudos it's done because it's a nice thing to do and they appreciate that probably more than what some of the higher end do they're all the same I treat everybody the same but I find that those sort of things that's when I've gone above and beyond is usually for those Mm -hmm. sort of things and like I said, I've, I've gone through quite a number of them today and um, and things like, you know, well, thank you for setting that up. You did that out of hours, you know, or your, your, um, we didn't need to have that. You, you, you went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And, I, look, and for the life of me, I cannot think of one in particular because 
I think they are all important so yes. I don't sort of single out you know and yeah. and again it's really hard because like I said that's that tall poppy sort of yeah. thing you think yes. oh don't self-promote yeah yeah but and that's and that's probably not a strength that should probably be a strength in myself now I'm working on that one <laughs> but uh, yeah so yeah and that does sound like some really lovely work yeah and I think that environment does lend itself to being like that because you know, you're dealing with people's emotions and you're dealing with people, showing them respect and, and a vast range of people. Now, that also happened when I worked at IBA as well and also when I was in hospitality and when I was, you know, in retail as well. I was just... I'm able to see perhaps past what people are asking and what would probably be a better outcome for them. Right. You know, so even if people come to us and I cannot offer it from the memorial or from wherever I was working in retail or something, I try to give them an alternative as well. And I think that stands me in good stead too because then people realise that you're not just doing it because it's benefiting your employer or your organisation. You're, you're, you know, sharing the love, basically, I suppose. You yeah. Know? And, and I think that's important, yeah. Oh, I agree, I agree totally. Catherine, do you find that, you know... Working in the memorial and, you know, you touched on the points of um, helping a veteran, you know, find, um, you know, relative on the, uh, the role of honour, you know, there's all these different occurrences and, and I suppose moments in your life whilst working for the director there that it, how do you go about, I suppose, to t- do, you do, do you do anything yourself to, you know, relieve that emotional um, attachment that you may have at the end of every day, have you found that you needed to do that or is that something that, you know, it, it comes with the job, I'd imagine it would, and how do you go about kind of removing that emotional, you know, um, heaviness, I Yeah, well, yeah, because there are times when people ring you with quite um, sad stories. Again, when I was at, in, uh, at IBA, at Digitus Business Australia, same sort of thing, there's, you know, people that touch your heart a lot. And it's something that I struggle with. I I have a gym membership. <laughs> do I go? Not always. No. Um, I want to. Really, I do. <laughs> yeah, because it is. It's quite long hours as well, and it is something that I am definitely working on. I've my daughter's just recently come home, so I sort of try to connect with her where I can. Um, but yeah, I haven't got any tips or tricks. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, okay. If anyone can tell me how to, to, yeah, to break that up, you know, yeah, yeah, because I um, I do struggle with shutting down at the end of the day. That is a, a tricky thing yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes some of the people can really they can make you sad. You know, yeah. some of the stories they tell. Yeah. But I suppose I just I remember them. Um, I think about them, and I'm pretty good at letting go of it by the end of the day like I don't sit there and go home and think oh my goodness this person rang or that person rang I try to sort of show them the respect of the time I remember it happened and if they ring me back I remember them but I try I try really hard not to let that sort of um, yeah, that's, well, that's get to me too yeah yes yeah, yeah I, and I'm learning that that's yeah. something that I've learnt um, only probably in the last 12 months maybe okay. just slowly but surely yeah. building up a little bit of a barrier and realising yeah. that um yeah, that everybody has trouble. You listen to them with respect, but then sometimes 
you have to let that go as well. So, yes, it can be tricky. But, yes, yeah, so if anyone's got any hints on how I should uh, try and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> not say, like to, say, say yeah, tune to my desk. I've got some tips and tricks, yeah. please share them. Yeah. Because I think we all need they those. All need them, yeah. I don't know about you, but um, sorry, just to um, yeah. segue here, but a lot of communications and other EAs will probably notice this too. I see other EAs emailing me at 7, 8 o'clock at night, you know. Yeah. So I think we all oh. tend to get stuck yeah. like that. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. it's nothing new under the sun, of course, because everybody is trying to do more with less people, all that sort of thing. So I think if we can share any comments about how to do that, I think we'd all love that because yeah. we're all in the same boat. I know, we are. We <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah. are going through yeah. this, no doubt about it. And so have you... Have you during your time there now? Three years is a long, um, a long journey. Mm-hmm. Have you got any, you know, any, you know, good, good stuff like some good or bad stories? You know that you've walked away with or thought, oh, that was just such a crappy day. You know, or that was a really good day. Yeah. You know, is there been is there been any particular? I suppose not consistency on bad days. Mm-hmm. We don't want to say that there. Really, yeah, but is there been anything where you've thought, wow, that could have been better? Has only learned. Um, yes, that you've picked up from a bad day, or yeah, I, I think um, to be honest, most of my days have been fantastic, and I think as I'm getting to the near this three year mark, I am getting a little bit tired. And what I have learnt is that I need to perhaps say no a little more because I am of that. Um, as I said earlier on, customer service, love it, and I like to see customers go away satisfied and happy yeah and that doesn't matter whether it's someone external or whether it's someone from the mail room mm-hmm. you know there's nothing wrong with having that lovely interaction with them mm-hmm. sometimes of course um people can take a bit of advantage or you might get caught up in conversation and some of us who are that way inclined to, to like customers so it's, we don't always know when to say oh gotta go so i've learned a few little tips on how to move people away just to give them visual cues well for instance well yeah for instance yeah yeah i'm chopping up my wine yes of course you are (laughs) i'm not because i'm talking too much (laughs) there's a surprise (laughs) that's right so for instance if uh if they come to the office or to my my desk area and they may be, um, we might be sort of like catching up on the weekend and, of course, you might get sort of start getting into a bit of a longer conversation and you, you realise that you are and you know that your your boss is inside his office and you might sort of sense that the conversation is getting a bit loud. So what I would normally do is say, well, oh, I'm really enjoying listening about, about your weekend, but then slowly but surely start sort of walking like, or grab my t- coffee cup or something and make it look like I'm going for a coffee and I sort of take them with me. Yeah. And it's all about the visual cues, I think, as well, as to make sure that people... Yeah, have that, up yeah, what you're putting down. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it happens with, um, you know, even if you close the door because, uh, as you know, our that little office has a door that you can close. So yes. when you close that door, yeah. the majority of people get the visual cue and don't come in. They think, oh, hang on, I better not go past that because yeah. clearly they're doing something or the boss is in there or something. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's usually when the boss is not there because <laughs> you're closing it to, to get a bit of you know power hours. As yeah. I was, I, yeah. I got that tip from someone um, from our communications and marketing head. He he went to a place that was called the power hour. 
was where you didn't answer phones, you didn't talk, you didn't, you know, so um, it was this great time where you would just, you know, get, get into stuck it. into it. Yeah, so I think that door being closed mm. helps to give others a visual cue because otherwise open door, people think, you know, and that's partly my fault too because, you know, you, you become quite personable and, and people... Mm. And, of course, the director is very... He's got a bit of an open door as well. So it can be tricky to, to mm. stop those conversations. But that's the one big thing is that... Because I don't want to be rude. Mm. I don't... Because... You know, you don't want to rush these people out of your office or anything. I mean, sometimes you've got to, but it's. I think that's the big one that I've learned is that visual cue. Like, start walking with someone, or even if you're outside of your office or in the tea room or something, or getting a cup of coffee, and people keep talking, you start, you know, walking. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. And so, of course, people who I work with are probably listening to this, and now they're going to know my <laughs> tricks, and they're going, "You're trying to get rid of me." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sharing it with the world. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but okay. uh, yes, that's sort of something that that's one little tip that I've learned. Uh, look, to be honest, I've I have great days. Uh, I I do enjoy the work. I really love mm. um, working for the director, but I also love being an EA. I love yeah. it, and I see now that that is where my life will now you know um, up until I finish working I feel that's where I'll go because mm-hmm. I find it's a very it's a very rewarding role and even it, if it is busy you know it's a career oh yes you know, yes because I still get the yes saying it's not a career but oh no it is I, yes I firmly believe and, yes. and living proof it is a career oh yes and not to mention that you know several years ago like when I left the air force that was when we were starting to get the computers on board mm. And I remember people saying, oh, yeah, well, we'll be having everything on computer now. It'll all be, you know, digitised and we won't need... Well, they were clerk generals, so I was a clerk administrative and they were clerk generals and they were actual stenographers. So we had them and they were like the EAs back then. And everyone thought, no, they'll go. And they did actually get rid of them. But then I think they've, from what I understand, I think, and I could be wrong, so correct me if you're listening and your services, I believe that um, they were starting to bring those roles back and we would know that we do have Mm -hmm. EAs to the higher, you know, ranking Chief of Navy, Air Force, those sort of things. So clearly they didn't get rid of them. And from what I can see, it's something that no one's getting rid of in a hurry. Yeah, because you you look at the jobs. There's always something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do. I really love love what I do. And I think it's because um, I'm just open to all the things, all the opportunities that come to me every day. I'm not. I'm not a robot. I do get angry. I do get tired, and I do. You know. And my boss does upset me, and I know I upset him, because that's just normal life. Yeah. But the thing is, is to make sure that you perhaps put it into perspective in your role as the EA. You know, don't take. I hate saying this. Don't take it personally, because sometimes it gets thrown around for all sorts of wrongdoings but at the end of the day I think sometimes you just got to sit back and say okay well that was a really bad day I don't want to go that one again Mm. and think about maybe why it was a bad day like sometimes I can see that maybe everybody's feeling tired like for instance in in the memorial as you know we're you know we'll be coming up to one of the big events like Anzac Day or Remembrance Day Mm. everybody starts to get a little bit tired Mm. and you've just got to be understanding and realize that maybe people weren't being a bit short with you because they don't like you or they didn't like what you did. It's yeah. just that they're... Taking in the outside environment. Yes, that's right. It. I mean, that's part of yes. emotional intelligence. Correct. And yes. having that awareness that yes. yeah, we need to tap into every now and again. Don't yes, we? yeah. Remind ourselves that there's there's bigger issues at play yeah. at times, isn't there? Yes. 
So that's terrific, Catherine. And look, I think a lot of my questions here have been answered. Mm -hmm. um, but has there, you know, I suppose, you know, one last question in that time you've been in the role, has there been, you know, something that, you know, either a meeting of someone or a particular a memory that, you know, when you do eventually leave that role, you know, that you'll take away with you? Has there been something that has really marked your mind as something that, well, you know what, I'm going to remember this day forever? Has there been any of those? There's never been a particular day. Mm -hmm. However, I really love the people that I work with. I do. I, we have, we work very, very hard. How um, many are employed at the Walmart? Uh, I think it's about 400. Oh, it's just under 400, I think. Or Because yeah. so, usually when you send around all staff, it's something like this is going to 400 and something. Per, um, and you panic. And you go, <laughs> and you go oh, that's too many. <laughs> that's right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that sort of includes some of the mm. um, volunteers as well. But working for the director, he has taught me a lot he really has again because I think I'm just open and things come to me because I'm open I think and the, actually you know what the days when I've had bad days are the days when I'm feeling a bit closed off it truly is it's the days when I think I don't I don't want to deal with this I don't want to learn this or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be and then what I normally do is that's when I sort of close off a little bit and I find that that's when not good well sorry not that is when good things don't sort of appear. It seems to be just a bit blah. Whereas when I'm open and feeling like, okay, bring it today, let's see what today brings, even if I know it's going to be challenging, and trust me, there are a lot of those, as you know, I tend to be a bit more open to it. And and that's actually when I'm busy like that and I'm having to think about things, my brain fires and it's like, oh, I get all these great ideas and, and, and good things come to me. Like even from the young people in the memorial, I get a lot of positive information from them. So I... I I like to see everybody, like everybody has something to teach me and yeah. depending upon those days and it's just little interactions. So, and as Brennan says, I'm going to use a quote from him as I warned you earlier. Yeah. He has this quote that he says that he says, you never know what you're learning when you're learning it. And it's true. When you stop and think about that, every day is a learning experience. You just never know when you might have to pull, on it. pull that information. Yeah, yeah. And... My belief is that life is really simple. It's horrible, it's happy, it's sad, there's all sorts of things, but it's really quite simple. If you do good things... Um, good things will come to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Just be a human in the yeah. world, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like I said, I'm not a robot and I do have things happen, but for, I try to see the positives and try to be open and that's when I find that I have my best days. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and... and yeah, people are just, yeah, people are fun. I think in some yeah. ways we're born, you know, born with that openness or born, you know, it's the old saying about, you know, the half glass empty or half glass full. And over the years, I think I've come to recognise that some people are just born half yes. glass empty. Yes, and some yes. Are born half glass full. Yes. You know, and I think we do need the mix for various reasons. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. You know, yes. in having that, I suppose, that risk element in there. And I think, you know, I mean, for instance, I'm, born, I'm married to a man that's half glass empty actually me too yeah <laughs> so and I think well I'm the half glass full so yeah. obviously we make a full glass somewhere along the line but yes, I do yeah. think that there's certain elements of yes. you know having that the balance you know, that, that balance yes. that is required yeah. in life and um, certainly I, I think you've put it right with the EA role yes uh, I do think yeah you need to have that positive element sometimes it does take its toll oh yes you know, on you oh yes because it is yeah. that half glass full all the time and yes. 
I can see why some at times you do close off or you think, oh, this is going to be a tough day or why am I feeling like this? Well, I'm closed off. I want to be like this, you know, mm. for the moment. I, I, I think sometimes it's kind. Maybe your body is Protecting. trying to be kind to yeah. you as well. I, maybe that's what we've got to do as well yeah. is to pick up on those moments in, mm. uh, and just be a bit kinder to ourselves because I think, and especially being mothers, you know, mm. if you're a mother or a wife... Or even as an EA, I think we're that kind of personality that we take care of everybody and, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And I think we have to be kind. And, and if our, we're not feeling quite right, then maybe we should say, okay, today I won't take on that really difficult task or that big travel trip. Clearly there's going to be times you have to do that. Yeah. But maybe be kind to yourself and say, okay, well, I'll, I'll do this little bit of that and then tackle and then it when you're a bit strong. Hour when you want Absolutely. Yeah, use your power hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you got anything else you wanted to share with our listeners today? This, I wanted to make sure I covered off all your wonderful notes too. Oh, well, I just said, basically what it was, like I said, I um, I don't have a degree in anything or anything like that. I, you know, I've, I'm a bit of a short course girl because yeah. I like to get in, learn stuff and use yeah. it and carry on. Yeah, so I don't have a degree, but I've done a lot in my life. Um, you know, I've experienced a lot of things and, again, like I said, I, I, I've never closed myself off, I think, so that's why, you know, when I had to, to earn a living or I wanted to earn a living and be out there, I thought, oh, let's just have a go at this hospitality thing, shall we? And then found I enjoyed it. Again, I think it's because of that customer service, wanting to take care of people and to give people a good experience. Mm. And I think the EAs, as all good EAs or EAs will know, anyone who's working in it, and let's face it, a lot of the roles are difficult because the bosses are not um, sometimes easy and especially at higher level because yeah. they don't get to that role by being you know always nice or always being considerate you know there's just certain things because they're busy yeah. they gotta churn stuff out so mm-hmm. you've got to um, know that it's not about you it's it's that sort of role but um yeah yeah, it's, yeah I think we, we we care about people we look after people and that's what we are yeah and I like the yeah. fact that you use the short courses for you know, oh, that, yeah. that hit of, hit of I've got to learn something, yes, yes. And, and it's interesting you say you pick it up and then you run, you know, mm. you go in and then practice it, you know, because, it, you know, some of us don't have the time or, or um, no, energy it, yes, to yeah. learn something longer term. Yeah. And it's nice to know that, yeah, I mean, I'm this, I, I quite enjoy short because if I know I'm going to use it. Yes. Um, and then... The key thing is actually, you know, using it because yeah. you know, sometimes we can go on all sorts of courses where we just don't touch it again and they think we've got to learn it again. Yes. You know? Actually, and it's hard as an EA as well because as everyone, as listeners and that would attest to, that EAs can't afford to have a day or two days for a workshop out of their office, out of their work. It's, it's one of those things that they really just don't get an opportunity to, to go away. The other thing I do as well, as far as like short courses are, is, which I haven't done this year, uh, I usually go and learn something that's completely unusual. Oh, yes. A couple of years ago, I learned to play the ukulele. Oh, yes. The ukulele. I'm okay, you know. You <laughs> the moment no but but um but i will go back to it but yeah i I went to that i've done things like um i did a french culture class at cit here in reed and that was a a cooking and a little bit of language and history and we cook cook a van and we learned how to do creme brulee and french onion soup we we all beautiful yeah so those sort of things i think that's the sort of stuff it was about four weeks or something like that and um um i did a mindfulness course and 
and I, and I actually have done other things as well, like through one of the floral places here, learning how to make bouquets and yeah. things. Just and those sort of things, I think, are something that recharges me as yeah. well because. Like with the bouquets, you can actually use that in your EA role as well. You know what I mean? Yes. You can utilize if you need to make up something or yeah. you know about flowers or, you know, it's just, mm. yeah, do fun things as well. Like, yeah. You know, learn to do Japanese gift tying or something. That comes in handy as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, yeah. I've done some similar things in the yeah. training and, and my hand at different things. Um, but I think I agree, you know, it's a nice way to kind of exit something and you have to concentrate on it fully so you can't be thinking about yeah. other things and you know CIT here in Canberra is fa- fabulous for the, the short, short courses yeah fantastic you yeah love, I love getting that you know that publication oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I want to tag it all up you know with all the things I want to do um, the next thing I want to do is actually calligraphy and, oh yeah, yes yeah yes oh no and I actually I, oh, I've always loved again that yeah. feeds into our love of stationery and yes, writing yes, and exactly. all that sort of thing so yeah, we're crazy people. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes us human. And that's well. right, yes. The mentioning of the training, you know, we're really super happy to have Catherine again join us at our next EA uh, Insights program, which will be held on the 30th of April, mm-hmm. and talk about courses, you know, that'll be sharing yeah. five tips that um, EAs need to know in Outlook, you know, and I think yeah. that it'll be a fabulous session because I know when you've touched on some of the things that you you use in Outlook as mm. your everyday life, and particularly in this role, I was just amazed and something that mm. I certainly hadn't heard of. So I think a lot of EAs will get a lot of insight from that and the course well, being EA Insights, <laughs> so it'll be great. Look, thank you so much That's for your time, right. Catherine. No, thank um, you. Thank you for being open and, and just, you know, free-flowing into this conversation. This is what we want our podcast interviews to be all about just having a conversation which is what we're doing again we'd love to hear from our listeners any questions you have or any people you'd like us to think about interviewing then please sing out here on on itunes we'd love to hear from you so thank you and good good night cheers yeah (laughs) adios